Welcome to another episode of the AgriBiz Show on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. I'm Rusty Halverson. Here's what's happening in agriculture. Sugar beet producers are being reminded about an important change to their crop insurance options for the 2024 growing season. The Federal Crop Insurance Corporation released a final rule that makes insurance adjustment for early harvest of sugar beets optional. The rule went into effect on November 30th of 2023. Federal crop insurance in the U.S. is based on Actual Production History, or APH. Sugar beet producers harvest a small portion of their crops early, allowing the sugar processing plants to begin operating sooner, what's commonly referred to as pre-pile harvest activity. Because these early harvested beets are not fully mature, they're smaller and have less sugar content, dragging down the APH for that area. Sugar beet farmers made the FCIC aware of this issue, and the FCIC added early harvest adjustments in November of 2019. Cliff Parks, president of Agrologic Consulting LLC, explains more. What was done is that um, adjustment was put in for the 2019 crop year that was mandatory, so everyone had to um, uh, have that adjustment made to their production if they had early harvested acreage. Uh, that was a mandatory chain, uh, uh, a feature of the program from 2019 to the 2023 crop years, but uh, there was uh, some growers that the adjustment was kind of more of a, of a, a headache than it was a benefit, so there was a desire to make the uh, op- the feature optional, where the grower could choose to uh, elect uh, that option or not elect that option, basically have the benefit from an increase in guarantee uh, 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 for the upcoming crop year if they early harvested their crop. After the final rule was published in 2019, the American Sugar Beet Growers Association raised concern that if some beets were harvested early and the yield was adjusted upwards, but a disaster followed before the full harvest, the adjusted yield could potentially prevent a claim. The FCIC responded to those concerns, and this new rule now makes the upward insurance adjustments for early sugar beet harvest optional. The sugar beet industry is a very diverse uh, uh, group of growers in, in different conditions, different areas of the country. In some areas, it didn't quite work as well, and it was kind of uh, one game out of benefit, but there was kind of headaches from some of the growers' perspectives that came out of it. So I think that's what kind of triggered the uh, desire to make it optional. In other areas where you're harvesting you know, larger uh, portions of unit or you know, pulling a, a whole insured unit out, Early, it makes a lot of sense because it enables you to get a, uh, a guarantee more aligned with what mature production would be. So you have better coverage in those years uh, that you that you do have some challenging circumstances from weather events that do materialize. So this just gives an option for growers to have a little better coverage. But for those that don't want it, it just builds more flexibility in for the growers in the future, whether they can really kind of tailor the crop insurance program better to their particular situation. However, farmers must still decide whether to choose this option by the sales closing date. The sales closing date for the 2024 crop year is March 15th in most areas. And if they do elect it to be uh, a feature of their policy, 
And then they'll have till April 29th to say which units and for what years they would like the early harvest adjustment to be made. But all growers, whether they elect the option or not for this, this transition year, they'll need to get all their, their production databases on a, on a common basis. So that means 2019 to 2022, if there was any kind of early harvest production in there, they'll just need to make sure that their agents get that, uh, that production updated where it's the actual yields in those years before the early harvest adjustment. Parks says there is another change that came about as a result of the transition. Before, it was a requirement that if you had uh, 10% or more, that's when the early harvest adjustment would be applied. There was some uh, a desire and kind of some of the, the transition process. There was identified that there were some growers that were triggering this threshold just right over that 10% because of the size of their average unit. If they just opened the field up, basically harvested the end rows and got it ready, for the main harvest, they were triggering that early harvest adjustment and, and it was creating a lot of work where they didn't have to be. So what was done is when they have transitioned it to an optional format, they raise that threshold from 10% to 15%. So you'll, you'll be taking 15% or more of the insured acreage uh, out early before it triggers that adjustment. So it, it's a little bit of a change in the program it uh, will hopefully cut down on some of the administration required to uh, you know, go in and do these adjustments. So when the adjustments, if you're going to go through the, pro- the process of doing the adjustment, it'll be for more significant acreage being pulled. Farmers should consider whether they wish to take part in this adjustment option before meeting with an insurance agent for the growing year. One of the features I think that it'll, it'll be good in the long term is a little, little pain in, in the short term of getting uh, everything set up, but uh, it, it's something that you want to make sure that your agent uh, gets updated properly, because if you have a, a larger claim down the road that would uh, trigger uh, some uh, uh, audits just to make sure that everything lines up, it, you could end up having claims delayed if you have not gotten all your data, uh, historic yields uh, properly updated. If you miss some that didn't have it updated, you could end up with some delayed claim issues down the road to get all that sorted out. So, in the years that you do have problems, you need those indemnity payments as soon as possible. So it'd be to your advantage to make sure you get everything properly updated now. So uh, when you do need uh, help from the insurance program down the road, when you do have those catastrophic weather events that come from time to time, uh, it can be uh, that help can be received in the most timely manner as possible. That's Cliff Parks, president of AgriLogic Consulting. We'll have more on this week's episode of the AgriBiz Show, coming up in just a moment on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Welcome back to this week's episode of the AgriBiz Show on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. I'm Rusty Halverson. As we rapidly approach the growing season, Winfield United agronomist Mark Glady, based in Montevideo, Minnesota, recommends in-season tissue sampling of your crops to get the best results in 2024. Even if you apply the fertility to the soil and if the soil sample says it's there, that does not necessarily mean the crop will be able to take it up. Especially in dry years like the past growing season, roots don't like to grow out into dry soils. Yeah. So taking a tissue sample can help identify in season, usually 10 inch tall corn, V5 leaf stage, 
that can help identify deficiencies and more importantly you've got the opportunity to correct that deficiency in season and get some yield back and specifically from Winfield United we're excited to talk about a new foliar applied micronutrient called Maxin Ultra ZMB Plus it contains zinc manganese and boron the three primary micronutrients uh, crops need to, uh, to live Winfield United also has some seed treatment options for soybeans in 2024 ahead of planting. When I look at managing soybeans, soybeans are a little more finicky when it comes to emergence. The whole seed piece has to come up and out of the ground. It's got to break through a crust. Uh, soybeans are varieties. They're not hybridized. So they don't have as much seedling vigor, you could argue. So the importance of a seed treatment that contains a fungicide and insecticide to make sure those pests are not adding more stress to the soybean seed is important. We talk a lot about the new Warden CX-2 with four different fungicides uh, of seed treatment from Winfield United yep. to help get the soybean seed off to a good start up and out of the ground in a nice even stand. Glady invites growers to check it out at winfieldunited.com. Despite some pretty dry weather during the growing season last year, Golden Harvest Corn Product Manager Andy Ackley with Syngenta says timely rains help many growers get a pretty good crop in the bin. We're really producing hybrids today that can withstand those types of stresses better than in the past. So we've, we've really been able to protect that yield through a really challenging growing season. Now, as we look ahead to 2024 season, we can't predict the weather, but what are you trying to do to outsmart Mother Nature? What are you trying to do to help growers raise their best crop for next year? Yeah, and, you know, here at Golden Harvest, we've done a lot of things to change what we what we do really across our business. Um, we've, we've completely changed the way that we're breeding hybrids. Um, we've hired an entire discovery breeding team that's scouring the globe for new hybrids that really can bring better stress tolerance but also you know if everything's right and let's face it minnesota is one of the best yielding areas in the country you know to bring that top end yield if everything falls in line uh, we're testing in more places we've we've completely revamped our testing program uh, we've completely revamped the way that we're doing our trade integration uh, everything we do from the beginning of corn the very first cross to, to providing those solutions to growers has changed over the last five years. And we're really excited about the products that we're bringing to market today. That's Andy Ackley with Golden Harvest. AgriGold agronomist Nick King with AgriLiant Genetics is encouraging growers to group hybrids in Field GX families for the 2024 growing season. Now, what is Field GX? It's a way of classifying our corn hybrids by their genetic background and agronomic characteristics. There's no secret that every year uh, our farmers have environmental stresses, whether it's temperatures, diseases, lack of moisture, something is always limiting us. And we need a way to mitigate that risk. So Field GX is a way for us to manage our products and minimize the risk. So. For example, we have six families today that we classify our products uh, within. So six different categories. Um, you know, one of those categories may be the hybrid's ability to handle drought stress or heat stress. Yep. That's an environmental challenge. Yep. We have some families of hybrids that specifically need to be placed on high productive fertile acres, wet feet, to get the most out of them. Then we get other families that we recognize the ear flex, whether it's a kernel count product or a kernel depth product. 
understanding the diversity that goes into each hybrid is really important for us to manage those products, put them on a grower's operation, and make sure they get the most out of them. That's Nick Frederking with Ag Reliant Genetics. Benson Hill Vice President of Product Management Aaron Robinson says his company is working on some new developments in yellow peas for 2024. Yeah, we own a processing facility, Dakota Dry Bean, uh, where we're contracting with growers today to process soybeans into uh, food products as well as pet food products. Uh, we're working on uh, new technology to increase the, the protein levels in those yellow peas as well as introduce our low oligosaccharide trait, which is an anti-nutrient, which will allow that inclusion rate of pea protein to, to go up. And so we'll be launching that technology commercially in 2025. Okay. We'll be processing that at our facility, contracting directly with our customer base. Um, could be a really interesting opportunity for those farmers. So 2025, uh, between now and then, if a grower is curious to learn more about what you're doing or perhaps uh, contracting, where should they go? Yeah, they should go to BensonHillFarmers.com. They can learn a little bit about our innovation, about our crop OS system, our breeding program, our portfolio, uh, learn about our soybean and our yellow pea. And, and you know, if they're interested, can fill out a, a form and then we'd be in contact and connect them with a local field sales representative. Yellow pea is one of the fastest growing sources of protein for plant-based meat alternatives, with a market that's forecast to reach about $140 billion by 2029, according to industry sources. Elsewhere this week in agribusiness news, the North Dakota Grain Growers Association submitted comments on the EPA's approach to regulating seeds treated with a pesticide. Previously, only the chemicals used to treat the seed were classified as pesticides, and treated seed were exempt from being classified as pesticides. Now, the agency has made moves to classify treated seed as a pesticide. Ed Kessel, president of the Grain Growers, says it's a move that his group believes is not appropriate and would result in double regulation of the product. Their end game, I know there's been a lot of talk about neonicotinoids and, and things like that and trying to further regulate those products, and I think this is just a part of it. So what, what they're trying to accomplish, basically, I'm not sure, but EPA's always had a concern about it when um, we've had them out on the e-tour, which we host every year. They've looked at that. Uh, we've spent excessive time on uh, on seed treat, and, and I think they're questions that they've had on seed treat that come down to, okay, how much is being put down? You know, if I'm putting down, you know, a hundred pounds of seed, but what's the active ingredient going on? I'm thinking their, their thought is that they'll get a better grip on what's going on on the, on the seed itself. But I, this is just going to create a lot of confusion for farmers. The Grain Growers co-sponsors an e-tour in North Dakota, hosting EPA officials to talk face-to-face about issues such as this, and plans are underway for this summer's e-tour. Yeah, we actually just met here uh, about 10 days ago and, and set our e-tour in uh, June. Uh, last week in June, uh, we're going to host it out of Bismarck. So we'll meet uh, the EPA folks here. We'll be in Washington, D.C. Um, early, middle of March, and uh, then we'll catch those folks down there and, and, and make plans for what we can show them, I guess. That's Ed Kessel, president of the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. 
That's going to do it for this week's episode of the AgriBiz Show. I've been your host, Rusty Halverson, on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. KFGO.